A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The word of the Lord. Blessed are those with custom-made golf clubs and the time and the ability to use them well. Blessed are those who live the lives of people in financial planning ads, sailing and dancing without a care in the world. Blessed are the sexy, the intelligent, the athletic, the sharp dealers. Blessed are those whose problems are a nice set of problems to have. Those are the values of our culture. They're about material wealth, the outward appearances of success. Those are the ones blessed in our culture. But Jesus, Jesus has another version that goes against the values, goes against our conventional wisdom. Jesus' vision calls into question almost everything this world counts as blessed. In these verses and in the verses following in five, six, and seven chapters that we call the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus begins to paint a picture of what this new world of God's kingdom looks like. And it's a much different reality than the one you and I usually live in, isn't it? The disciples must have really been puzzled when Jesus said, you know who I think is really blessed? The poor in spirit, the humble. These are the ones who know that they're living in God's world, and it's really not theirs. You know who else is blessed? Those who mourn the state of the world as it is. They'll see their dreams come to reality. And so Jesus continues. Much different set of values about what it means to be blessed than we usually hear. And so disciples of the first century and the 21st century are faced with a critical choice. Choose your reality. Which is reality, the world's way or Jesus' way? Donald Crable, a Mennonite, wrote a book that describes what Jesus does in Matthew 
Matthew 5, 6, and 7. The book is about the Sermon on the Mount, but the title describes it perfectly. The Upside-Down Kingdom. Jesus takes everything, comes in, and turns it upside down in terms of our normal understanding of what and, and whom is blessed. An important thing to note about these 12 verses, the Beatitudes as we call them, is that the conditions that Jesus describes as blessed are not actions for us in order to receive a blessing. Not at all. Rather, they reflect the realities in which believers find themselves if they're faithful in following Jesus. Realities that result, according to Jesus, in states of blessedness. For example, when we find ourselves in this condition of being poor in spirit, then we're blessed. For Jesus promises that the kingdom of heaven will be ours. And it's not something we need to go out and look for, but when it happens to us, and it will if we are faithful followers of Jesus, then we're blessed. Let's be clear here. Jesus is not suggesting that we intentionally seek to be poor in spirit, grieving, meek. He's not even requiring that we hunger and thirst after righteousness, that we be merciful, pure in heart, or peacemakers, or go out looking for persecution. Who in the right mind will go out looking for persecution? Rather, Jesus knows that following him faithfully will result in these conditions and consequently lead to blessing. The Beatitudes are not prescriptions for how we should live. They are descriptions of the realities that will occur when, when and if and when we faithfully follow Jesus. Jesus says, you're blessed when you focus on me. When your focus is on me, your relationship with me, you're blessed. When you're mourning, I'm there. When you're being persecuted for my sake, I'm with you. You see, being blessed has little to do with the external stuff and everything to do with our relationship with Jesus. If we base our blessedness on the things of this world, guess what? Eventually they go away. We have nothing left. You see, it's all about choosing, choosing our reality, choosing whom we'll follow. Perhaps you've heard the story of Andre Trochme and his little congregation who chose a different reality than the prevailing culture. He was the pastor of the little Protestant church in La Chambon, France, during World War II. After the outbreak of World War II, guess what happened? Jewish families began arriving at the town small train station, desperately seeking refuge from the Nazis' horrors. The French government, collaborating with the Nazi government, with the Germans, banned the harboring of Jewish refugees. However, under Andre Trockmay's leadership, the church defied the law and began offering refuge to any Jew who came to their village. They welcomed Jews into their homes, fed and clothed them, provided money, even forged ID papers, and educated their children. 
even as the French government grew more and more suspicious. But guess what? No resident of La Chambon ever turned away, denounced, or betrayed a single Jewish refugee. Guess how many that little town and that little church saved from the Holocaust? Over 5,000 lived because they chose a different reality. Andre, the pastor, said this of his little church's action. We did it because we wanted to be with Jesus. Huh. Imagine that. We wanted to be with Jesus. Blessed? I think so. If we seek to follow Jesus faithfully, something in our lives will lead us to experience what it means to be blessed in the way that Jesus speaks about here. One more thing. Did you hear the text as Meg read it to us? It doesn't say, blessed are you, does it? It reads, blessed are they. They. You see, this is to apply to our communal life, our life together. This is about community. It's not second person singular. It's third person plural. Blessing occurs in the context of the community of faith, not merely our individual lives, although it does appear there. But Jesus is talking about our life together. And another thing, remember, Jesus never promises happiness. Happiness doesn't show up there any place, does it? No, it doesn't. Jesus promises the kingdom of God, a life with God, and a community of faithful disciples loving one another. That's what Jesus is talking about. And then he says, you'll begin to see the kingdom of God, and these kind of things will happen, and you will be blessed. Do we dare pray for that kind of community? For to be blessed as a part of God's kingdom is much different, a much different reality than we usually imagine. It's seeing the world from a much different perspective. Yes, it's a much different reality. It's a much different reality. Did you hear the Micah text? What the Lord requires? Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with your God. Andre Trockman and his church did that. Is this the community of faith willing to do that? Can you say it's for me in our house, not just my house? We will choose the reality that Jesus articulates in these verses and serve God, will you? May it be so, God. May it be so. Amen.